morning to everyone that's tuned in this morning and welcome to today's installment of the economic leadership class and i'll just give you the opportunity to send your greetings into the studio i'm joined here by from some very awesome guests of course leaders across the nation but let me just see your greetings this morning good morning to you all of our friends family and of course the nation itself all the houses across the nation i see you and as usual as is customary, I'll go through the greetings of all the families that are tuned on this morning. I see you, House of Lights, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to the Life HQ. So good morning to the Connect family, that's Pastor Shadia and Pastor Ebo and the rest of the family. Good morning to you. Good morning to the Banking family, Pastor Abba um, and the rest of her team. Good morning to the Elite Prosperity family. That's Pastor Nikki Nations, Pastor David Nations, and the rest of the team at the Elite Prosperity. I'm joined here with Pastor Ryan, right? And I'm Pastor Chris Moore in representation of the Elite Prosperity. And I see you, House of Grace, Pastor Martin. Good morning. House of Grace Elite fans, I see you. Good morning. Good morning to the Powerbase Institute. Pastor Dami and Pastor Tolu Balogun and the rest of the team at the Powerbase Institute. We love what you're doing over there at the Institute. And we look forward to the next 10 years where we can have our own education curriculum running within our nation. And um, usually you guys would help me with the greetings. Where else haven't I been to? Life family, the life family. That's Pastor Indidi Gordon. Good morning to you. Um, I see you, the rest of the team, the Life HQ, and of course, the uh, who else? Wealth family, Pastor Onyeka, Toby Jr. We were together last night. And the rest of my friends that were with me last night at the HQ, I'm sure you're tuned in from your beds or tuned in from uh, having a good breakfast this morning. It's good to have everybody on. I'm joined here with Pastor... Uh, Dr. Emma, House of Medics, Pastor Kevin, the Inspire family, and Pastor Alex of the Limitless Hope Dealer family. Am I missing anyone else? I've mentioned banking, that's Pastor Abba. Okay, thank you. Evan always helps me out with the greetings. Uh, also, good morning to the HQ. That's Pastor Lucy and the rest of the team at the, at the HQ. Uh, good morning to... Um, Good, mo <laughs> Good morning to Senior Pastor, our leader, Senior Pastor, Pastor Sam, and of course, the Global Pastor, Global Leader of the Nation family, uh, my father, my mentor, um, Pastor Tobia de Boiga. Good morning to everybody that's tuned in. And of course, in the studio, good morning to everybody. Don't give me the morning, um, good morning of the morning. You guys should have some energy in you. Especially after that radio set though. That radio set was was lit. And um, of course, a huge congratulations to the um, Pulse Radio. That was an awesome um, Pulse Radio today. And uh, thank you, um, Evangelist Jessica or Pastor Jessica Acker for being down there you really brought the vibes this morning and i i said to myself okay i can see the kishi in her do not combine um jess and kishi in one location this that's going to be a huge huge headache 
So I, but thank you for the vibes. Awesome. Uh, very inspiring to have a young lady that's running her business, understands leadership, has her mentors, um, understands the roles of her mentors in building her business and getting her to where she is now. Um, we can't forget that there are 140 businesses running within the nation. I thought you'd give a round of applause for that. And that's just um, the power of creating economy. And that's what the word has done for us. So we may not be able to point out someone who we've grown their leg or somebody who we've uh, healed cancer. Cancer healing is good. Nothing wrong with healing cancer. But we've built businesses. We've got employment. We've employed people. We've changed people's economic status and financial status. And that is a huge, massive deal. Talking of um, Jessica Aka speaking about how she's coming to five figures a month from working in uh, five guys. And of course, we all know um, Seth loves a good old burger and fries. Um, there's a few people that like a good old burger and fries. Pastor Mariam is one of them. Um, she, she can't do with uh, dirty chips once in a while and kebab. Kebab is one of the worst meats you can eat, guys. Sorry? Kebab is one of the worst meats you can eat. So those are the, those are the stuff that I keep on fighting with certain people in the nation family, well, in the Paul's family, about their diet. Well, there's many of them in Paul's that are burger and fries eaters. Um, Pastor Emma Goldman is a huge burger and fries person who shante um shante pastor binta said <laughs> pastor binta just said you are a huge burger and fry eater now pastor binta, I, I don't know what's that what's gonna happen to you when y'all get home but i just thought let me just mention this you no i shouldn't have said your name right <laughs> But that was such an awesome segment. And you know what I really like about the radio? I like the bit that makes it real um, when they're asking the questions. Um, so when they've asked, <laughs> what did they ask Jess? Did they ask her, if you're invisible, what would you do? If you can break the law. <laughs> and she said she, would, she won't mind catching a body for that. I said, really? She would, um, what, do we, what do we call it, PK? M, M charge. She will not mind. That's correct. Okay, so she wants to... Be, so that means there's some aunties somewhere that have really hurt her feelings. All I could think of was, trust me, Jess, you're speaking the truth. This is what everybody wants to say, but they don't want to say it. There's some aunties that have traumatized some people, and if it's possible... I had an auntie like that, by the way, guys. Um, if you... If you don't come from an African background, you may not understand. There are just some aunties that are just tension for no reason. They just want to tension your life for no reason. Yeah. The way you're laughing, Joe. You got an auntie like that, right? If you shake with the left hand, it's a sin. If you, ah, ah, ah. If you don't, I had an auntie that when she calls and you answer the phone and say, hello. Hello is a problem. So she just keeps quiet on the phone and then we know, oh, it's, oh, it's her. Then you have to say, good morning, who am I speaking to? I'm thinking, and then she said, uh -huh, that is how you answer the phone. I'm thinking, piss off. <laughs> so you know what I did? 
Well, you can imagine. Uh, for me, I just said, okay, you know what? I've had enough. One day, I just plugged out the phone. I swear. And after months later, she's called my mom on mobile and said, you people don't answer your phone. Da, 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 da. My mom didn't know I've plugged out the phone. Yeah, it was me. I did it. Everything's got, if my parents are tuned in, I had to do that because the tension is just too much. Why? I just want to know why auntie's so stressed all the time. I think the, the CV for African auntie is stress. If you're stressed, so watch yourself, um, my sisters in the house. When you start getting stressed too easily, just know you're heading in that dimension. You know, when you were young, you were cool and calm. And if something bad happens, you go, ah, don't worry about it. YOLO. It's calm. But as you get older, you start stressing over the littlest things. Those aunties are. So um, I get you, Jess. I, I just wanted to, to put that in there. But that, that's such an awesome um, radio section. Again, Charlie and William, well done for the blog sports session. Very, very engaging. And I know the whole nation is watching the guests thinking, where did P.O. drag this Ch the Chinese community from? I know you guys, I know what you're thinking, but I'm not gonna tell you how <laughs> that all happened there. But I think Luke is not a human. Um, he's meant to be 17. Um, Luke, you can't be 17, I'm telling you. 17, as in he was 16 this year, then he just turned 17. Lord Mullins. He calls himself Lord. <laughs> so he's answering questions and he's saying, I used to be a marketer. And I'm like, bro, you're 16. <laughs> in what life? Yeah. Is it in your the womb that you were a marketer? I don't understand. I, I used to be a marketer. And have you ever had a conversation with Luke? If you mention anything, just mention something like um the gloss. Uh, nails or something. He said, yes, I used to. Uh, I'm thinking, Luke, how many things have you done in this? Because out of your 16 years in this world, you've only been conscious for maybe 12 or 10 of those years. When did you start your first business, Luke? Luke, when did you start your first business? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, you're not in the studio, so you didn't hear that. I asked Luke, when did you start your first business? Luke said, eight. So you know like when PT gives a story about when he was seven, he was preaching, Luke was starting business, like he's on company's house registering. <laughs> oh, this card is not working. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> he builds his website at eight years old, imagine that. PK, what were you doing at eight? Oh. You, uh, no, no, let's say the truth. You were, you were at least by now in three sentences deep in somewhere in, in <laughs> what, what job is it usually they send you people? Get out of here, man. <laughs> you can say you preached first message at eight. Bro, you were in your first conviction at eight. Imagine the, the contrast of people and they're sitting right diagonally from each other. This one starts a business at eight. This one was terrorizing the streets at eight. Interesting. The nation family is so powerful, isn't it, though? 
I think we've got the most diverse set of people. So um, let me just see your comments. I want you to all put down on this, on the show, the comment. I want you to say self-determined geniuses. And that's the way I want to kick off. But today's title is Against All Odds. Against All Odds. But we're going to need some self-determined geniuses to come against the odds. That's what we're going to need. Okay. So I just want to see, yes, self-determined geniuses, self-determined geniuses. I have to say that has to be one of the most powerful coined um, phrases of the year. Self-determined geniuses. And that came out of last week's um, episode where PT called and gave us this phrase, self-determined geniuses. It's so powerful because you know there is a system that tells you who's a genius and who's not. But guess what? You can be a self-determined genius. You don't have to wait for your IQ test for you to be told you are a genius. And that's so important because we don't want to be programmed. You can't say I'm not a genius because I don't know physics. Maybe I'm not meant to be a physicist. Like, I used to go to maths class and I used to wonder, what is this triangle thing for? And the protractor and all these tools. And I'm wondering, how does a protractor help me in real life? At what point in life will I be like, this calls for the protractor? Pull out the protractor, guys. We're going to solve this problem. It's, it's never happened. What about the compass? Anybody here ever use their compass again? Luke, you've used your compass, right? When you are sailing to... Um, <laughs> trust me, you've sailed somewhere, Luke, haven't you? It's, I told you. I, Luke has done everything. Don't worry. Ah, Luke has done everything. And he's not lying. That's the problem. He's, <laughs> he's actually telling the truth. <laughs> we don't want to be programmed. Geography class. Learning about all the capitals in the world. What is the capital of Hungary? Pastor Mariam, what's the capital of Hungary? Ah. So after all the greetings PT has been doing online, you don't know the capital of Hungary. Stephen, what's the capital of Hungary? You heard it from Alex next to you, yeah? <laughs> oh, some stuff just cramming your head with things that are useless. Nini has friends in Budapest. I trust Nini to go and have... What's the capital of Saudi Arabia? You should know, of all people. You're, you're the master of the Arab world. Go away. Where did you get... <laughs> Imagine Stevens that <laughs> Riyadh. Who taught you? Where did you get that? Google. You go over that to Emma. Because when you're on the streets, you're not learning about Riyadh. You're creating Riyadh, your war zone. You've create you've made Beckton Riyadh. Huh? Things they cram into our heads for no reason. There are prof there are subjects you study that are useful. Like pharmacy. Dad wanted me to be a pharmacist. Wrong person. I can't do it. I'll tell you the day I realized I couldn't be a pharmacist. Let me tell you the day. One day, Bundles is calling me. You know, he's calling my phone. We're in uni. And I wanted to link up with Bundles because 
he's a naughty guy and his his life is very exciting so i just wanted to link up with him now i've got the royal society of what do they call them uh-huh. they now they're coming into the uni to judge our our experiment we're making paracetamol that thing was five hours I promise you, two hours, that's when I stopped. So imagine, <laughs> imagine everyone is wearing their, um, the goggles and the lab coat and I'm looking at them and I'm sorry, I'm just thinking, I don't want to be you guys. And two hours in, two hours in, my phone is, is kicking off. I just took off my lab coat and I just threw it. And I'm walking out of the door and the teacher's like, oh, where are you? I said, I'll be back. I'm just going to get something to eat. So I'm coming back. And I had a lab partner. You know, you always, they give you a lab partner. So my lab partner was like, oh, are you, are you, are you coming back? I said, yeah, wait for me. So today he's probably sitting there. <laughs> I'm going to come back. Five, I'm thinking, what, when I can be riding with bundles up to no good? Why, why am I here for five hours boiling something? That just, uh, it's long. But there's people that need to do it. So when I met Pastor Eben, my soul was complete. I said, uh-huh. now I can pastor someone that completed pharmacy. I have a doctor in my midst. See, mom, everything worked out in the end, somehow. So some programming is fine. But imagine the programming of business as a degree. I think Pastor Binta, you did business something. Imagine business, um, Binta is studying. What did you study? It, tell the truth. Do you need masters in entrepreneurship, though? Binta, I don't mean to, to, to take it from you, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Binta is already an entrepreneur. She don't need it. But the programming, you're already an entrepreneur. You did um, the sales stuff. You want to put me in a class to learn entrepreneurship. Honestly, this must be a scheme of money making. And, and it's such, I love system. System is so cool. How did they, soon there's going to be a course on how to live. Actually, there is. It's called key skills. What's that key skills thing? Life skills. <laughs> you know, in the life skills class, they just teach you how to wear your shirt, how to turn up on time. No, you guys think I'm joking. Do you know what life skills is for? Dylan, you know life skills, right? You know, it just tells you, come on, be punctual. The things that your mom and dad would have been ringing in your head. So government just said, okay, we can find a way to make money from it. Let's just be telling them the same thing and put in a course. Unbelievable. Do you want to send your kids to that kind of school? That's geniuses. So imagine someone trying to tell me I'm a genius, but that's the grade and standard. You're coming from a system that doesn't know how to judge genius. I just went into that tangent because of self-determined geniuses so that you can be more bold to say it, Pastor Binter, that you're self-determined genius because then again, the system of judging geniuses is not very good. So on moving on from there, Thursday, absolutely amazing awesome session covenant thursday with pt i just want to build on that this afternoon against all odds 
And I just wanted you to ask yourself, wherever you are tuned in this morning, have you ever met opposition? Have you ever built to the point where you felt restriction? Or have you ever tried something until it was difficult? Meaning you started something and it was easy and then you kept on doing it and then you got to a place where things started getting a little bit difficult. It's just called the odds. Can you give me the definition of the odds so that wherever you're tuned in now, however you listen to the leadership class, you can take notes in this session. It is like the practical session of the Nation Families program that runs from Sunday to um, Saturday. So the leadership class, if you're tuning in for the first time, is kind of just a combination of what all the pastors have been speaking about throughout the week. I know Pastor Nikki was speaking about against all odds as well. And it's just a summary of all of that. So you can take notes. So thank you. Give me the definition of odds. Conditions that make it difficult for something to happen. Okay. So you see, the word odds, and remember PT was speaking about the city of odds. Do you remember that on Sunday? I hope you haven't forgotten. The, the strange thing about the city of odds is it's a city of resistance. It's made to have conditions built against you, but for a reason. So, so just take some time this morning to hear me out because guess what most of the time you ended up doing something is because you had enough of something think about it the very reason why you're here in this studio or you're tuned in is you've had enough of something else so you're looking for something more you're looking for something uh, there's one nigerian politician that does like <laughs> sorry I just had to try that stuff didn't work because Luke is here he's just looking thinking what's this guy saying most likely you are looking for something more because you met some kind of resistance there's some conditions against you stopping you from getting something else and you're so self-determined then you bring come, you come into a new zone of lifestyle because you pushed through a resistance so I need to let you know this morning that odds are not bad. Odds trigger you to do more. Some people don't take the odds the right way. When they see the odds stacked against them, they get scared and they walk off. And then they decide, I think I'm fine how I am. I.e. mom and dad. Still have to applaud mom and dad for coming to the UK, but it's not the epitome of success. Yes, Nigeria was not so great, so you boarded a plane and came to the UK. The odds in Nigeria were bad, so you boarded a plane and you came to went to America. Or, or no, I was gonna say Poland. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Or France. <laughs> but guess what? You stopped pushing after that. But in the city of odds, there's always something contending against your comfort. 
it is not fine to be comfortable. And I want you to write down, I don't want to be comfortable. So that after this class, you can start paying attention to the things that have become easy and push for more. So guess what? Jess RV, £9.60 at a stage was calm, but then at a stage it was not comfortable. The odds were against you on that and you pushed into 10k a month. And how do odds stack up against you? What happens is maybe you took on a responsibility of caring for someone and you realize that £9.60 can't do me and this other person. Or maybe you have a daughter or you've got a house of 10 people and you realize that 1K a month is not good enough because you live with 10 people. So odds are not the solution, but they stack up against you to find the solution. So the beautiful thing about the city of odds is once you walk into that city, it sizes you and it goes straight towards everything that's comfortable. I can talk so freely because Pastor Paul is on the... The other person was playing sad music. It's like, uh, every time we're sad. I don't understand. Then I have to be speaking without instrumental. See how I'm flowing. You're feeling the spirits. You see, I'm telling you. It's spiritual men. When they get on keys, then you can talk. Ah. People who have been to hell touch keys and then you just, you just think, ah, what am I... You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> behave yourself only just be nice be nice isn't it Nene? so in the city of odds i enter the city and guess what dylan everything that's comfortable in your life begins to get attacked straight away so you know the problem with entering into the city of odds is the odds itself sometimes you're not prepared for the odds to be stacked up against you and you know what i realize leaders are Leaders make your life uncomfortable. So you come into the city of odds and like, I love leadership. <laughs> you guys, you know that first meeting you have with a soul and they're like, I just want to tell you I love leadership. I just want to be part of the family. No, 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 no. And then the leader starts giving you odds. Things start to happen. And then you go quiet. I thought you want to be part of the family. The city of odds. You think we got here by just thinking about a Rolls Royce? I came into the city driving a Peugeot 307 that the exhaust was on the floor scraping the street as I'm driving. Sparks flying. I used to use my football socks to tie the exhaust and I'll be coming to prayer Thursday night service to watch PT. <laughs> You don't know my story. Maybe you don't know my story. It's your first time. Then odds stack up against me and then I got a golf and I thought that's even an upgrade. The city of odds knows when something is becoming easy and then begins to stack. So you see when your finances get start getting attacked, it's not because there's um, no finances. Is yo, you, you're getting too comfortable with 10K right now. Let me just get you some more responsibilities. Let's stack the odds against you. For those of you who maybe have you put a cheeky bet on 
England last night, like me, you're not happy with England. You thought the odds were on this. <laughs> Bloody England, man. You know the England football team is, they they are like, you know, you know they remind me of Arsenal Football Club. They're at the very end. Or they, you know, England and Nigeria are not too far, um, Charlie. I'm telling you. You see Nigeria at the very end. They, Nigeria has the best football kit in the world. I swear to you. I promise. They always win award for their kit. They will wear their... I'm telling you, not football. When they wear that green thing, they look mad. Then you hear the people singing. Nah, 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 nah. They'll be singing gospel music. That's part of the problem as well. Because they come playing gospel jams. Then you'll be seeing, ah, this one plays for Everton. This guy plays for Man U. This, you'll be seeing everyone, now watch them play. I swear, you want to die. You'll just be like, what is this? They couldn't even make World Cup. Shout out to Ghana. Ghana is in World Cup, right? Ah, see, Dr. Emma did all this song. <laughs> so somehow all going to lead back to Ghana and Jalof and versus Nigeria and Jalof. Somehow these conversations go back there, isn't it? Ghana's in World Cup playing against Ronaldo. Where are we? England can disappoint you. And you know, another thing is, I'm in that realm, like block bet, block sports. But I realized something. You see, PT, yeah, he can be annoying with his spiritual gifts because when he starts, when he pays attention to something and then has a say, then it's like, should I have put... <laughs> Start scratching your head. So PC said in the group, hmm, you know, you know when he goes, this is not looking good for England. I, I was reading the message. I was like, ah. So I'm telling you, spiritually right now, Trump is very strong. England is going to lose. I thought, oh, great. I've already put the bet down. I've put so much money on England to win. I've encouraged everybody. I went to peace and maybe I encouraged everyone to put money on England. I did a whole mobilization for England. And I'm looking at Peter like, why did you have to open your mouth? Spiritual man. <laughs> oh man, to have a man of God as a dad is difficult. So just don't tell your dad what you're doing. That's that's what I'm saying now. From now on, whenever I'm, if um, France are playing, Charlie, we can't tell PT about it because he's going to come with a next spiritual dimension and truncate the whole thing. It's like playing PT in pool. Have you ever seen me play PT in pool? I'm literally, he's not got any of the balls in and I'm still on the black and I'm on the black for like the next 30 minutes. Nothing is moving till he pots everything in or I go and pot something of his. I don't understand. Let's get the spiritual realm out of these matters. <laughs> but anyway, in the city of odds, Odds are created to make those places that are a little bit comfortable just a little bit more difficult so that you can look for something else. So I mentioned as the word was closing on Thursday that Dr. Emma also actually told me about odds being stacked against the human race when it came to a place of survival. And that's how we got people who had sickle cell because actually it's not because they were just born with sickle cell the human body actually adapted itself according to the odds for them to survive 
I need you to understand that odds are not a bad thing and you need to journey into the city of odds because it's only in the city of odds that you can be the Olivia you need to be. And it's only in the city of odds that you can be the Anais that you need to be. Because left to Anais, Anais likes comfort. Don't lie. Think of this morning, 9 a.m. You didn't want to come out of your bed. I know you are hearing the radio, but you're thinking, ah, I love P.O., but ah, this journey to Gold House is long. Huh? I'm a prophet. <laughs> Comfort is so sweet, man. That moment where you're in your zone and you, if you're like a kishi, you've got your duvet over your head and you're pretending that you're listening to the word. Like right now, Kishi's got the duvet over her head. <laughs> Sometimes comfort is your biggest enemy. And the thing with comfort is you don't know when you're comfortable. All you feel is happiness and you're like, I'm so happy in this season though. You're supposed to be sad. Then Nana, you can't be laughing. I called Nana the other day. Nana, you've gotten comfortable, right? You know why? He's now matching his shirts to his jeans. Um, the socks now matches the... the I said, yeah, so Nana, you now have time to be doing fashion. Fashionisto. Imagine Nana, of all the Goldmans, you know. I saw Nana one day and I was like, this can't be Nana. <laughs> he had combat, some brown combats, a red toe. I said, ah. I had to call him to the side and say, Nana, is there a girl? Is there, is there a lady around? Oh, no, no, sir. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> flares. Nana with flares, guys. He's trying to show his legs to someone. I don't know what's going on, but... I said, Nana, you're getting comfortable. You know how you got here, Nana? When I was tensioning you every single day, there was no comfort. Said to Nana, if you don't pass this exam, I'm kicking you out of the house. I've never seen someone read like that. This guy crammed the whole thing, the whole cybersecurity. Passed. You know, you know me, I, I can be quite bad with those stuff. So on his way to the exam, I look at him and I say, you know if you fail, you can't come home. Just go straight back to your mom's house. Oh, sorry, your mom don't have a house. So what's going to happen? Don't worry, he's like my son. I can talk to him like that. It's people that are doing all for him. He knows. I still I say, if you go back to your mom, oh, sorry, your mom ain't got a house. So. <laughs> She's also in an EDC. Listen, he went to that exam. He, he passed with, you know what your mom said? He passed with flying colors. <laughs> Had to break down the comfort. You know when you're walking in the house and you see someone on their laptop and it looks like they're busy but they're really on Netflix? Catch, catch those guys, you know. That's what Nana used to be on. You remember? Oh, is it? I said, so now that you're on 80K, yeah, you think you're a big boy. Come and use 80K to handle my life expenses. 
you will not even use that 80k for more than one day so don't get comfortable on 80 grand i didn't send you into that space to live on 80 grand we can applaud you because you came from nothing you used to come to my mom's house and clean the house no now i will turn up to my mom's house every single tuesday and another day and he will clean the house do the dishes tidy my well this is the sofa i used to sleep on so just dust the sofa off and clean stuff and then go home then pay him a penny so yes i feel proud to say hey he's got a job he's on 80 grand he's working for is it disney or somebody like this but i did not give you the word for 80k now 80k is not where we're going to so there's comfort somewhere that needs to go what do you want to read for me comfort definition i have two definitions Mm. free from affliction or pain free from stress or tension okay so the programming of the world tells you that tension is bad it's not bad tension is not bad what else does it say there free from affliction Uh or pain pain free from stress or tension stress is not bad because there's certain stress that comes from the odds being stacked against you don't get me wrong the stress of my friend is not talking to me that's irrelevant stress you shouldn't even have that stress the stress of the odds are stacked against me my target this year is 40 grand a month that one is good that's a good odd to fight against i would love you to fight against those odds because the po you're seeing i was never paid to be a protocol it was just the word and then the world word built up confidence in me to continue to journey in the city of odds taking up responsibility in the city of odds the city that goes after your place of comfort so you are running a business but you're running a business with not much capital and it's difficult that is good stop running a business and saying to yourself "Ah, if only i had capital you know that's the phrase of every entrepreneur i just need more capital sir it's not true you don't always need more capital keep on doing your thing pushing your business taking on the responsibility until you burst into the place of solution and then you'll see capital take me to the first scripture so that we can Analyze men who had the odds stacked against them from scripture. Genesis chapter one from verse one to three. Uh Uh-huh. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So I'll I'll really just want to do this because I don't want to spend too much time. It's Saturday and I'll round up on only one or two scriptures in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and on thursday you heard pastor sam and pt speaking about creation but you see the thing with creation is you can't forget that on sunday pt spoke about the city of odds you can't become a god you can't become a creator 
if odds have not been stacked against you? Because why would you create? Creativity does not flow out of comfortability. Creativity does not come when you're comfortable and it does not come when you're at your happiest. Creativity comes when there are odds, there are situations to meet. So you have to sit down and be creative when something is happening. So you have to be creative. The United States is like a country of odds. The black race there is different from the black race here because guess what? They fought against the odds. The odds of the civil rights movement and you have guys walking the street not waiting for no one. You have them Huey and, and Newton, those were young boys, 18, 19 years old, leading the Black Panthers, telling boys that, listen, if they touch us anymore, we're going to shoot them. And then Martin Luther's on another side saying, we're not going to shoot, we're just going to do peaceful protests. But you see, the conclusion is they got to those stages because the odds were against them. You know the odds are against you when you wake up and you can't even buy milk because the shop is saying no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. Now you can go on Amazon, order whatever you want. It's going to take situations of uncomfortable, um, of being uncomfortable. Those are the situations of odds being stacked against you and then you're going to look for creation. I'm telling you. So I want to use this as an example. It said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but he didn't create the heavens and the earth because he wanted to create a heaven and an earth. Verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. There was emptiness. There was formlessness. There was darkness. There was nothing. He had to be creative because there was nothing. He had to be creative because there was formlessness. He had to be creative because there was emptiness. You know, at some stage, you're looking at your financial status now and it looks like emptiness. If it looks like something, you're not going to be creative. If you're content with where Sense by CM is now, you're not going to be creative. But if something is driving you and despite the results you're getting, you're still seeing formlessness. You're still seeing emptiness. Then you're going to go out and create. So the only reason why we call him God is because he changed his present situation. Are you with me this morning? So to prepare you for Sunday, to prepare you for Monday, to prepare you for the following week coming is just to let you know that the areas of your life that you've taken comfort in, I need you to stop praying to be hungry. I need you to ask to be thirsty rather than to be full. Because if you're content, then nothing else is coming out of there. That's mission closed. Stop wishing for change where you actually don't want change. You're fine. You're okay. I can take you to the nation family. Everything that we did on the streets with young people. The reason why we have young people living with us. The risks that we took for young people, for people, for everyone. It's just because there's a place where we were just not comfortable. 
Because you see, it's easy for you to sit somewhere and talk about a problem. But if you are really uncomfortable, you'd go and solve it. You'd, get, you'd journey into that city of where that problem is and face the odds that are against you. And no church did that. Mommy wants you to be a good boy and a good girl. Define good boy and good girl. Because mom, you just, if I also bring my friend home, you're asking me tons of questions. Where are they from? Who's their mom? Who's their dad? Who's their friends? You're asking me all kinds of questions on you. I thought you want to change lives. <laughs> if the odds are stacked against you, at a certain point, we're asking for a life center. We want the life center. You know, we, we, we lay down in prayer for the life center. In Lancaster, we lay down in prayer and we touch the, the poster. And Pastor Daniel did a poster of the life center. And this center, you have a kitchen and you have auditorium. Such a grand, beautiful plan. And we were praying, Lord, give us a life center so that we can get into the community, etc. And God says, nah, like you want to journey into the city of odds while being comfortable. How? Kick them out. So we lost our building and frantically now, out of nowhere, we have to find where we're going to do our next service. We only have 48 hours to find out where we're going to do our next service. We used to pay 5k a month. We were calm, comfortable. And now we have to be paying 5-10k per service. But you have to. The odds are against you. You're pushed into that situation. That's the city of odds. This result still has to happen, but the conditions have changed. That's the city of odds. That's where you pay attention to, guys. I still have to deliver the same result, but the conditions have changed. It's just a little bit more difficult for me to get into 100K as normal. But guess what? If you then face it, you head into 10 million. That's odds. Because the more the odds are against you, the bigger the reward. So you need to write that down also. The reason why I embrace the odds is because the results will not be the same. The reason why I embrace the odds is because the results will not be the same. So here is God in a formless place, in a lifeless zone, and now he has to start creating. And the, the issue here is God then has to create to the point where, where is he going to live? Where he's come from has been destroyed. Where he's come from is no more and he's looking for a home. And now he has to start creating all over again. So the odds stacked up against God led God to creating man. 
Picture this. God comes from nowhere. His home is destroyed. Where he's coming from is formless, is dark, is empty. And now God is looking for, where do I go next? And he begins to create, looking for another zone. And in the looking for another home, he creates man, meaning, okay, now I can, I can live in this place that I've created as man. So man is not God's creation per se. Man is actually the result of God. That's going to be hard, but let me try break it down because it's leadership class. Remember I said to you that what the odds do when you start to adapt to the odds is you're going to evolve, you're going to change, meaning you're going to start from um, £9.60 to 5k a month. The issue with Genesis is you see man as a different creature. Man is just the translation of God's evolution to the odds being stacked up against him. Sickle cell doesn't exist. It existed because, what's the actually the illness that made them? Malaria. So malaria comes into the picture, starts killing people, and then people then evolve to the place of being resistant to the malaria virus. Are they still people? Are they still human? But now they are resistant to their new condition, right? the condition of malaria, they're now resistant to it because they've adapted to it. But they're still human. What happens with God and Adam is from where he's coming from that's been destroyed, he now needs to adapt into the new place that he's built. So the translation of God to Adam is still the same person. It's just that as you know him as God, he can't exist in where he's come from anymore. He has to adapt to the odds of the new environment that he's created. And then comes man. If you can manage to understand what I'm saying to you, you will understand that you see what you call God is not a, a windy man somewhere. It's you. It's just that you've taken up this shape because this is the shape that allows you to live in this environment. This is you adapting to the conditions of the earth. It's still God. Furthermore, it then goes on to say, then he breathed his spirit into him. So it's, it's many, many words and scriptures just trying to tell you that it's you and I that make a difference in this world. The last box stops on us. There is only one God in this world. It's those who have his spirit. It's man. So I'm looking for odds to be stacked up against me because if I adapt, I only become the best version of myself as time goes on. The thing with the God gene is it allows you to continue to evolve. So the more you take Trump to court, you're making someone who is undefeatable. You're not killing him. You don't understand. He's evolving per time. The God, the God molecule that made you 
it doesn't stop changing. Its role is to become when it goes into a place called odds. You stop, you stop changing when you accept comfort. You stop changing. The only way for you to change is to accept the odds against you. So you see, God doesn't start crying when he sees a formless world. He just started creating. And he started creating to the point where he then makes himself. And he goes, right, this is man. I'm going to live through man. Why did you stop? Why did you stop looking for answers? That's why we have cancer research. It's a constant research looking for an answer and it's not going to stop until it bursts into solutions. That is the reason, guys, why you don't stop adapting. And when you stop adapting, you say, oh, everything, this nation is hard. Leadership is hard. It's okay, it's calm. You've, you've, you've settled with your current form, that's okay. But I'm not settled with this form. I want to know what comes after this. So I'm gonna accept the odds that I'm, that I'm going to see. I don't know what the next odds are. Maybe the next odds are paying for a gold house that's like 40k a month. I don't know what the next odds are, but odds will meet you. And if you decide to embrace them, you keep the God gene flowing. It's what it wants to do. It needs to evolve. It needs to show you that there is still more inside you. Do you want to read something for me? Romans chapter 4 from verse 18. Go ahead. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. I love this, yeah. Uh-huh. And so became the father of many nations. Look at look at another guy. So this is another representation of the odds being stacked against you. So okay, we can speak about God, but if you didn't understand that, what about Abraham? Did he have a Bible? Did he have a Bible? Did Abraham have a Bible? No. Did Abraham have Genesis to read? Did he have Mark to read? Did he have a Revelation to read? No, but he just journeyed into the city of odds because that's where the word is. That's where change is. Guess what the city of odds is? It said against all hope, against, that's odds. Against all hope, Abraham in hope <laughs> believed and became the father of many nations, meaning that the odds were against him to become the father of many nations. Why? Because he didn't even have a kid. So imagine someone saying to you, I'm going to be the father of all nations, but you don't even have one child. And it's not even that you don't have one child. 10 years later, you don't have one child. 20 years later, you don't have a child. 40 years later, guy, you're like 80 years old and you're still calling yourself the father of nations. The odds are completely not on your side. Scientifically, biologically, Everything has ruled you out. But you don't understand that. You see, with odds, that's the time where the cash out is bigger. The result is bigger at that point. So he said, Abraham in hope believed. He has to believe in hope. Because now, guess what? It's ridiculous for you to win, Abraham. I really hope you can get what I'm saying. I know it's Saturday. I'm doing my best to make it simple. Against all hope, Abraham in hope had to believe like you're the last one left believing that lady joe's gonna be something you know let me tell you something 
if they're still shouting out your business in a group chat, be upset. Tell you the truth, man. If your leader is still shouting out your business, be upset. Be, be upset. You've not gotten anywhere yet. That's still pampering. Your business should run to the place where it's part of the furniture. Then you know you've become comfortable. You've journeyed somewhere where it's now, oh, nice shield. Makes no difference. Then you know you need more. If you're still getting a bit of praise from something you've not even started, it's, it's come for Abraham to say it when he's 30. And guess what? His wife believed him and said, okay, yeah. In fact, maybe that's even why she followed him. She thought, wow, this guy's going to be a big guy, you know. <laughs> okay, what about 10 years later? Don't worry, don't worry. I told you I'm going to be father of nation. So, okay, oh, we're just believing, you know, now that we're 50, I don't know what's going on. He said, don't worry now. Okay, what about when they turn 70? She's just looking at him like, you bloody idiot. What are you saying? I'm telling you, you're, you think she's going to be calm. You're a woman, are you not? <laughs> even she's looking at him like, I can't push out no child. That's not even possible. And he's saying, I'm the father of nation. We don't have one. Against all hope, Abraham then believes in the odds stacked against him. He's the last one left and that's where you need to get to. The only way you can drive result, guys, is if you keep on believing and pushing your thing until it looks ridiculous. If other people still believe you can do it, you've not gone anywhere. That means your vision is not even that yet. Yeah, if you tell me now you're going to get a job, I'll say, yeah, brilliant, great. It's not something for hope. It's not something for faith. I send you to Karima. She does your CV. She sort you out. Tell me you're going to start a business. It's great, amazing, super. I just got 10 clients. Thumbs up. Tell me you're going to have 10 stores across the world. Then I'm like, okay. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> That's what happened. You see when your leader does that, be happy. You guys are looking for too much comfort, man. You guys want to be supported. Huh? My leader is not supporting me. That's the odds part is that part. And guess what? As time is going on, year five, you're still doing gloss. You're still doing gloss with Maddie and Cole. And it's only two stores, but you're still saying biggest chain in the world. You see, that's when it starts becoming, okay, maybe she's losing her mind small. Give more years, more months. It's still running. Biggest story in the world. The odds start to stack up because you've been saying it and we're not seeing it. Do you get what I'm saying? It becomes less, for, for the human mind, for others, it's like you're chatting. Like when you say something, they want to see the result tomorrow. Since by CM, so everyone's looking at you like, have you sold one million um, candles yet? <laughs> Are you still doing it, Pastor Chris? That's the important thing. And do you still have hope? 
That's the important thing. Do you still believe? Because the odds are being stacked up against you month by month. But are you moving from by month by month? Are you moving glory into glory month by month? Result by result. Still believing even though the odds are stacked up against you. Because that's when you get your biggest result. That's why it's called the city of odds. Because when you enter that city, God doesn't give you capital. Just gives you a stick and tells you, go and pastor. Go into every door. Knock on doors. Win souls. And you're like, but I thought you said I'll be a billionaire. He said, yeah, go to Tulls Hill and you'll be a billionaire. And you get there and it's a shabby um, nursery and there's a couple girls there. There's no guys and it just looks weird. And then you have to preach. And then you're saying, but I thought you said I'll be a billionaire. This is it. The odds look very bad. You know what it's like to convince your parents that you're doing something useful and then you take a picture of that nursery tossel. <laughs> Especially, my dad is a diplomat. Like, he did Dr. Mwike. He's a doctor, PhD holder. I'm going to send him a picture of me preaching with my leather jacket doing that. Yeah. And then being sad for you prayed in tongues. You said you didn't pray in tongues. Olivia bit you. You prayed in tongues. Why? Speak English, Binta. Oh my God. Yeah, that's Binta's tongue. Masika Tayaba. Sika Sika. Binta's one is Sika Ayaba. Sika. Shalabalaba. You look in tongue. Yeah. You know, some people had some mad tongues those days. Pastor Enrique's tongue was mad. He used to hold his ear. When he holds his ear, you know something mad is happening. <laughs> you know, there's some people, once they, once they grab hair like this, ah. It's still, isn't it? Oh, she grabbed her ear, isn't it? Oh, Olivia's so nice. She's trying to protect you. Don't worry, we know her well. It's okay. You don't need to defend. We know her well. It's okay. Ah, this is how we were in ETC venues. ETC venues. Do you remember ETC venues? And then we were doing um, one prayer program. I promise you, Deloitte and HSBC were next door. They even had their placard, Deloitte and HSBC. Daniel Belgium was banging the wall. <laughs> You know, yeah, let me just confess, those, I used to look at them and be like, yo, are we sure these people are not well? <laughs> but I can't say, because I'm meant to be the main pastor. I'm looking at, why is this boy banging the wall? And you're coming home to stay with me. <laughs> then I, I was like, after a point, you're not content with the wall. You now sit down and then start banging the floor. I say, ah, ah. the demon this guy is exercising is serious. And you know what? I rate HSBC. They didn't come out their room. They said, yeah, whatever, whatever's going on there, we don't want to investigate. <laughs> don't worry about looking at we were told don't worry about looking at Yeah, you don't worry about that. That's that was a dimension, Jessica. <laughs> Hi. I was stacked against you. Everyone had a special tongue, I know. Pastor Mariam in those days, prayer. Ah. (laughs) 
Nini, Nini, Pastor Nini, do you remember Nini in those days? Prayer? She used to do that. Anything, anything. The more you spin around, the the, the stronger. <laughs> oh my days. This is why we're doubting Kim being born again. Kim never used to pray, you know. I never saw you praying. She would sleep, innit? The prayer is hot. Kim is just... Hey, you know, yeah. You know what used to you know what used to scare me those days. What used to scare me was you know when the prayer is hot, but there's a person that they just never open their mouth and pray. I used to find that very strange. Like, I wonder what you're going through, though. Just going. Mm. I just walking. You know, walking up and down. Mm. 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 <laughs> odds stacked against you guys odds are stacked against you you do anything you prayed and prayed and you listen you pressed in you pressed in did you not press in looking for the difference and the result <laughs> Where was that? Where was that? I've even forgotten. What, what were you saying? TPT, sir. Yeah, go on. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, okay. Abraham believed the promise so and expected God to fulfill it. Thank you. TPT gives us the word exactly. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless. Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. It's that thing that you've been telling yourself. You've not let go of it. That you're a multi-millionaire. You're a multi-billionaire. You're a top scientist. You're a top beauty professional or your biggest global business. And you held on to that word even when the odds looked against you. Even when you couldn't pay the rent. Even when you couldn't get enough clients in. But you kept that word and you pressed with that word. Then you break into the truth truth of that word eventually if you hold on to the word when all when everything is stacked against you when it's against all odds if you hold on to the word it will give you the results beyond the odds so this morning i just wanted to speak to young people who still have the word in their hearts even though the odds are stacked against you and guess what if the odds are not stacked against you then take a journey into the city of odds it's god's city it's not the world god sets up the odds for you because he knows normally you want to be comfortable he knows normally you won't do more than you are doing now 
So in the city of odds is a city built to test you. And he just kept on increasing the odds against Abraham's life. Why? Because he was trying to get a result out of Abraham to be the father of nations. If he did not stack the odds against Abraham, guess what? Abraham would have just said, ah, to be the father of all nations, I need to have many girlfriends and many wives and, and have many children. That's probably how this should be done. But if he waits to the point where Abraham's strength is exhausted and Abraham is no longer comfortable and has no longer any ideas how this can be solved, then the word can work. The word works against all odds. Just when you think you know exactly how your results will come about is the moment when the word is not yet done with you. It's still trying to build up the odds. It's still stacking up the boosters against you. The odds is stacking it up because there's a result you need to achieve and if it doesn't stack up the odds against you, you're going to go do something that is very different to the word. So the young man you believed in that will become something, that's the person that God needs to get rid of because he doesn't want you to think that this is the way forward. The odds will be stacked up against you, but if you hold on to the odds, somehow you just become head of defense. How did I get there? I didn't study defense. I didn't go to military school or military camp, but I just kept on speaking to inspire family. Evening after evening on, on Wednesday, Wednesday night, and I'm just doing that evening after evening up until something just changes because that word there is working. But you see the word? It needs the odds to be against you or it's not going to work. So I understand the Lazarus issue. He's waiting for it to look absolutely impossible. Your brother is sick. Your cousin is not well. Come and see him. Oh, you didn't come. Now he's dead. Come and see him. You still didn't come. It's been two days. Come and see him. Now it's three days. There's no chance. He goes, now I'm coming. Now I'm coming. Now the word can do what the word does, which is perform against all odds and create. So you're looking for that moment of creativity, but you're comfortable. That's why the giving time is designed. You know what I love about giving time? Once, you know, if you're competitively giving from day one to day 30 in the month, you will be mobilizing. Because when the odds are against you, a different creature is born. But you see, if you're still casually giving, you've not yet become the animal a PO is or a PSAM or a person. You've not yet become that animal yet because you've not yet reached the point of against all odds. Against all odds, meaning you want to do something and you're fighting to get the result because it, it's, it's almost looking impossible. If you've never reached that point, you can't birth the creature that is a perfect mobilizer. The perfect mobilizer is not fast with nothing because he knows nothing is something. And I can take you back to scripture when they were with Jesus in the boat and they were worried because he's now handed out 5,000 um, loaves of bread and fish to everybody and they're getting in the boat and guess what? There's no 5,000 loaves. And then they started to worry. They started to say, ah, so what will we eat? And he's looking at them and said, you guys of little faith. Is there not, did you not see what I just did? 
if you even have just one bread, I'll do something with it. Against all odds. So I round up on this note that I've seen men who are against the odds. If we speak about all the movements that happen in the United States that birth a powerful company, a powerful country, if we speak about the against all odds of a Pastor Toby, you know, you say it as if it's culture, a man that came in with one t-shirt and, you know, you guys say the suitcase and stuff like that. But you come in into a country where it's not your country at the age of 25. That's against all odds. You've not schooled here and you're going straight into Peckham. There is no way out. Trust me. You see the odds. Tell the truth. What's the odds of you going into Peckham in your adult age and coming out? For those of you who don't know Peckham, then maybe you don't know what I'm saying. But trust me, going into Peckham, not as a child though, in your adulthood, as in you're going to start from here. What is the chance? It has against all odds. But if you have the word and you keep on believing in what you've seen, then the odds can switch. The result of the odds will change. It's like the Japan beating Germany. The odds are against them. It's completely ridiculous and ludicrous for you to think that such country would be uh, a well-trained German team. But you see, if anybody was to side with them, the result is going to be great, right? Because the odds are stacked up against them. And I just want you to know that if you're in a place where the odds are against you, you may just have entered God's city. Stop thinking that you're in a bad place. You just entered God's city. It's called the city of odds, which becomes the city of capital. Because the result of the odds being against you is amazing, amazing results and capital beyond your wildest expectation. That the one man who had a child when it was absolutely ridiculous and ludicrous to think so, against all odds, that one child is what we call the father of nations. Is why we coin him as that. But you have to push, Lady Joe. You have to push, uh, Gloss. Till the odds are against you. Never stop believing. Even if you're the only one believing in Sense by CM, in Night Shield, in the recruitment company, in the bank, if you're the only one still believing, don't now not turn up to the office because things are not happening. You know, there are people that just want their leader to be busy or they want to be busy. And once they're not busy, they think nothing's happening. Do you know that being quiet is also doing something? Do you know that even when there is silence and not much is happening around you, something is happening around you? He said the Spirit of God hovered upon the waters. It's still doing something. Why, why do you need to be busy? Because they think busyness equates to results. In case I'm doing something, right? But no. So I just said to you this, this morning, welcome to the city of odds as we prepare for our Sunday service, which is going to be absolutely amazing. We already know from today that any situation that we've met that has posed difficulty, it's not bad. There is no devil against you or Satan against you. It's just the odds stacked up against you. Asking for a greater result. 
a bit like the odds being stacked up against God. And then he says, no, I need to do something. So he created an earth and then created a man. Out of the odds being against him, he creates another form for him to live because the world thought it had gotten rid of God. He can't get rid of him that easy. And just to affirm what I've said, just read Colossians chapter 1. We'll round up from here. Still waiting for, for the call from PT. Colossians chapter 1 from verse 15. Yeah. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Thank you. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. Thank you. Just enough. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. When the odds were stacked up against God, what did he do? He created a man. It's the first thing he, the first thing that came into his mind in the midst of against all odds. Embrace the odds, Lady Joe. What's the first idea that pops into your mind for Lady Joe when the odds are against you? When it looks like, ah, it's like I'm not hitting this 10K target for Lady Joe this month. Then your mind starts to think, that's God. Unfortunately or fortunately for you, the word only starts working when the odds are against you. You see when you're calm, no more, nah. It, it doesn't kick in. The, the, the nature of the word is it's waiting for the odds to kick in against you. So Jesus said to them, listen, it's fine. I will die, but I will resurrect. He knows that in the grave, if he holds on to the word of resurrection, that word will act when the odds are against him. So embrace your superpower of the word. Embrace your superpower of hope. Embrace your superpower that keeps you being adaptable and unshakable despite any circumstance. I love you guys. Let me just see the comments now. Let me just see your comments. I hope you've enjoyed today's session of um, leadership class against all odds. Yes, the city of odds, the city of God, the city of capital, the city of results. That once you walk into the word, the area of the word, things get a little bit harder first before they get better. But if you know that, if you know that, You'll be comfortable in the difficulty. You'll be comfortable with the odds being stacked against you. Guess why? Because that's when the word takes over. Yeah? So we've got so many families in the nation family. We've got the house of medics. We've got the, the banking family. But guess what? We're building these families. And as the odds keep on getting stacked against us like... What will you do next as House of Medics? As those odds keep on stacking, like, what are you going to do next? We need to see more. That's when you become your most creative. The words that you've hidden in your heart, Dr. Emma, will start to come out. That's how we're going to have an expert media company, Shepherds Media. If the odds keep on being stacked against them, like, nah, how are they going to pull off this? Or how are they going to pull off that? But if you have the word, he will come to a conclusion. He will come to a result. 
I love you guys. I've still not seen the call from PT. I'm not sure if someone can nudge him or maybe he's busy, but I'll just I'll just see your comments at the moment. I see all of you. I'll give it two more minutes before I round up just in case PT is still gonna call. It's it's very hard to not to end without the call. So I've become so used to it. Sorry? Okay, he's filming. This word has settled my confusion, sir. You're blessed. Yo, you're blessed. <laughs> you're blessed. Thank you, Powerbase Cameroon, and everybody that tuned in this morning. Uh, I hope you've got brilliant plans for your weekend. I'm sure everybody's going to be meeting up as families. Of course, you're joined by the Pulse family today. Myself, Pastor Oni, one of the senior pastors of the Nation family. And this is our customary um, installment of Leadership Class. It's been awesome being with you once again. We will meet again next week, Saturday, for another installment of Leadership Class. And I hope by then we will have the first episode of Ray Ray's Hot Shack ready for you guys. Oh, yeah, you can, you can, you can applaud that. And I'm not going to tell you who's going to be on the show, but I'm telling you, you're going to love it. The final season, um, the Christmas edition has the most amazing guests, your most, most favorite people in the nation. And from what I'm hearing from the team at the HQ, I think we've been able to sign a deal to get PT down for one episode, one special episode this Christmas. So I hope you're super prepared. But guess what? You can still vote for who you want. Oh, the call coming in. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I couldn't end it without it. Hello, sir. Morning. Good morning, sir. Yo. Good morning, sir. Very powerful word, man. Yes, sir. Um, is, I hope you were able to hear me towards the end because um, I thought maybe you got busy with some media stuff or no when um, Eugene projected it to my TV I think it went back so for me oh, okay. I'm still oh. so I was watching so I started seeing texts like the call I'm thinking no you're still halfway oh, okay. but I've checked it and realized I'm behind okay 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 what time did you um did you manage to end the night last night, sir? Around four. <laughs> so I know where my brothers are now. They're in their bed, 100%. Apart from PK, he'll be upset because he has to come to the shit class. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're definitely on their bed watching. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But first of all, congratulations to Nana. To Nana, yes, yes. Okay, Nana, congratulations. He's so happy. Look at his smile. Look at... <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to him. First, um, making it to, to this moment. Yes. Um, and um, not just making it, uh, making it um, with good colors up to this moment. Of course, I do pray that he sees this true. Yes, sir. Um, Congratulations to his mom as well, because she really fought for these guys, man. Yeah, 100%. So, so um, I'm happy to hear 
what he's doing and the fact that he, he's matching his shoes with his jeans um, <laughs> now as well. I'm yeah. cool with that. At this point, you can match it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, the, the, the words on, um, on making sure to the hard word, I think is very vital. Yes, sir. And what just came to my mind is even if you don't have hearts, like you said as well, you've got to set your own hearts. Mm. Okay. It's quite crucial. Wow. Yeah. Set hearts, what we would call set targets. Set targets and set your hearts. I think you should set hearts. Okay. Um, Because the genius in us never comes out. Yes. Until the hordes are visible. Yes. And most times there are no reasons for hordes. Most people, there are always hordes in life. I mean, yeah. if someone living in a 500 pounds house has hordes, they, yeah. they're going to um, have to wake up, go work for that 500 pounds a month. Yes. Um, so hordes set themselves. Mm. It is only determination that makes us say, you know what? I don't want my horse to be 500 pounds and someone can go as far as I don't want my horse to be 50k. Yeah. You know, so yeah. odds actually set themselves against us in life. Okay. It looks at your weakness and your emotional stuff and your vision. Mm. Then it tells you, okay, you know you, I'll just, 500 pounds will just fight you all your life. <laughs> yeah. Or okay. So someone has to say, you know what? I will set my heart. I want to have problems, okay? Mm, yeah. But it's gone 50k because problems will always be there anyways. Yes, sir. And they just size you up and come. Yeah. So when you're talking about companies too, like you said, um, you, didn't, you didn't get where you had now by thinking about Rolls Royces no. and just wake it, mm, yeah, I want the Rolls Royce. No, there were fights. Yeah, fights, exactly. There were things to do. Uh-huh. And so setting those hearts worked, paid off, or it's paying, it pays off. Yeah. Um, but the payoff is never stopping, meaning that the hearts are always there. Yeah. Whatever next level you want to get to, whatever you dream yes. of the issue, self leadership, self determined leadership is also very vital. Yeah, I know that. So it's been a powerful word. Well done for such a powerful delivery as well. And um, Pinta, I like your tongues and I think you should not stop praying in the spirit. (laughs) Right on, Pinta. Right on, Pastor (laughs) Pinta. She's here. She's smiling. She's happy with your um, affirmation of her tongues (laughs) and her prayer life. (laughs) But thank you all. It's been a powerful session. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh wow, very, very fantastic roundup. PT, the call always helps me to round up the session. So I just want to see your comments. Any self-determined geniuses and self-determined leaders who are able to set the odds themselves? Just say, I'm setting my odds today. I'm setting my odds today. Because from what PT has said, you can set your own odds to achieve the results sooner, greater, 
set your own odds. So I'm setting my odds today or I'm setting my odds. Self-determined geniuses setting their odds. So you're not waiting for life to set the odds for you. You're not waiting for the journey into the city of odds. You can right now from this message, right now as you're sitting, you can already start thinking of places and areas in your life, in your business, in your families, that you can actually just start setting the odds. For me, I've also set an odd for the Nanas, the um, Pastor Lola, those who are in cybersecurity. And I just want to set up at least 10 or 15 cybersecurity professionals who can be earning 10 to 20K a month before next year ends. Now, that's an economy of its own. If we can get 10 cybersecurity professionals earning 10 to 20 grand themselves every month. Now, um, it's, it's an odd for the Night Shield International to look into the the um, careers of the professionals, those of you who are professionals know that's your evolution. When the odds are against you as a professional, you're evolving to become a consultant. Okay, so um, there are entrepreneurs, there are directors, but you as professionals, you will not always be a staff worker. You will eventually become a consultant. And consultants are those who go out and as an individual, you're giving your advice, your know-how to present solutions in the things that you used to work for under as a staff. That's your evolution. But you need to set odds for you to become a consultant. And the world will tell you that the program to become a consultant is 10 years. It's not true. Close that door for me. The program to become a consultant is just down to the odds you've set and how soon you achieve them. So you don't become a consultant after 10 years of the industry. Professionals, are you with me? You don't become a consultant after 10 years of industry. You become a consultant after you've achieved certain things. If your CV has the backing of you being a consultant, you can be a consultant. So guess what PT said? Set the odds against yourself. Set odds achieve and break through those odds and be able to present yourself as a refined product. So that's a word to the professionals. Night Shield International continues to work with the 140 businesses. Out of the 140, I believe there are 70, but we will still do a review to know how many are viable. That's probably increased since then. But at the moment in time, I'm speaking with Pastor Sam and we've managed to um, get a letter of credit, which is almost like a credit line. And the role of Nightshield International and its partners will be to give liquidity to some of the businesses who are trading product focused businesses. So if your business sells products, if your business trades with products, guess what? You could be in um, line to achieve a uh, some credit finance with the Nightshield International team. And I think we're already doing a few things with um, Zahir and a few others. So slowly as we roll that out, the credit, the liquidity options that are available. Remember, we, we did speak about this when PT mentioned it as the leadership backed loans. 
So it is coming in a in a in a more refined dimension. Um, but when we're fully ready, you hear from Pastor Niona on that. Uh, it is an opportunity for those who are product-focused businesses to achieve a much bigger line of credit for sales and purchase of goods. Okay, um, all these things will be made. Um, plain to you as the days go on but for now enjoy your weekend for whatever you have next planned and i'll see you on sunday i love you all take care bye-bye